Publishing podcast called Bookmarked. We uh, really appreciate you tuning in this week. My name is Janie Jesse, and before we get started with this week's episode, I want to remind all you listeners out there to visit our website, jancarepublishing.com, for all those discounts and specials on our books and other items on our website. And also visit um, the magazine that we publish monthly. It's a free local regional magazine, but it is online, the full version, called Voice, as in speaking, Voice Magazine for Women. So in addition to this week's podcast, follow our book blog, Bookmarked. And Bookmarked is in conjunction with our podcast. So we have um, great interviews and we will have uh, interview questions that may not necessarily be part of the podcast. So you want to be able to listen to the podcast and follow us on our book blog as well. Now, this week's um, podcast is a little different, um, even though it is an interview with an author. But I think the subject is going to resonate with a lot of you out there, especially if you have you ever felt that you just had to set boundaries in your family um, such as no contact in your family unit. Well, this week, Draco had the awesome privilege of interviewing first-time author Justin Shepard. And Justin has written a children's book that speaks to a child on why boundaries are set in families and why it's okay. It's okay to set boundaries. And this book is so well-written Even teenagers and adults, they will completely understand this and appreciate the message. And it really does appear that this book is perfect for explaining why no contact sometimes is necessary in families. So, Draco, take it away. Welcome back to Bookmarked. My name is Draco, and I am here with Justin Shepard. Justin is the author of Boundaries, his debut children's book. Justin, thank you for being here. It is great to have you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about Boundaries and what the story's about? Yeah, absolutely. So I wrote Boundaries because, well, a little bit of background on me, I guess, first. I am currently no contact uh, fully with my mother and very limited contact at this moment, heading towards no contact with my father. Uh, With my mom, it will be five years this upcoming uh, February. And I have a four-year-old daughter who's beginning to ask questions like, why haven't I met your mom or why don't I see this person? And so upon doing some research, 26% of millennials and Gen Z, and I know that there are some Gen Xers and even some boomers in here that that are no contact family, but I only have the numbers for those. Uh, just don't want to offend anybody. But 26% of millennials and Gen Z are no contact with a family member for millennials, it's typically their parents. And for Gen Z, it's typically their grandparents. And so I started looking for a resource that could address these issues and these conversations and discovered that there wasn't one. I asked some friends of mine who are therapists about resources, and they said they've been looking for one for years and there wasn't one. And so um, I decided to write it basically. And then once it was done, gave it to the same therapist. They thought it was great. Uh, And then we kind of went forward with finding an illustrator and then you guys for publishing. And 
the rest is history. But basically, there was a need there for it. I, you know, so many of us are in that position. And basically, the book is designed to have a conversation with your children about those family members that, uh, you know, are toxic, that you're no contact or limited contact with in a way that's simple for them to understand that doesn't involve you um, throwing those people under the bus without having to go, you know, into the weeds on why they did what they did. Just very simply explain it to them in a way they can understand but then goes into explaining what conditions are because so many of those relationships are dependent on, you know, conditional relationships you have to do or think how they want you to think for you to have a relationship. So it explains that as well. And then it also goes into talk about boundaries, which is something very important. Um, you know, as a father myself, we're trying to teach my daughter boundaries. And, and I go back to, um, I was born in 82. So a child of the eighties and nineties, if I had said to my mom, Hey, uh, please respect this boundary. She'd have been like, I'll boundary you. And it would have been with probably the back of her hand or a belt. So um, anyway, so long and short of the story, that is that is why we wrote this book. Right. And honestly, from, from the perspective of someone who also has a parent that I am no contact with, um, I, I think it's such a unique story. It's one that definitely appeals to, like you said, both children and adults, entire family units. Um, I think it is crucial for young kids and for teenagers, in fact, to read this and and it's written very well, um, makes it very easy to address with younger children who may not understand, like you said, like you said, um, why they aren't seeing a certain family member when they know of someone who may be seeing that family member in their family. So, you know, your book just released last week and it, it pretty quickly became a bestseller. So how did that feel to see? It was, it was obviously a great feeling. And then also I got the first copies of the softback and shipped um, 40 of them out today to people because uh, of based on pre-sales and I'm waiting for the hardback and that'll be another like 25 or so um, give or take something like that. I forget the exact numbers, but we, you know, it's, it's being very well received uh, which makes me obviously feel great. It resonates with people. And some of the feedback that I've gotten is also that even though it is a children's book, adults have gotten a lot out of it too, mm -hmm. yeah, which makes I me feel really good see too. That. Yeah. So I know you mentioned just now that you received your, your paperbacks. How does it feel to hold it in your hand for the first time? How was your family? Um, were they excited about seeing it for the first time in person? I know seeing it, you know, you see proofs and everything online is always exciting, but it really changes when you have it in your hands. Oh, absolutely. Like seeing it online, knowing it was coming is one thing, but then to have the physical copy in your hand, um, I mean, it's a good feeling. It feels like, you know, something's been accomplished, especially for this being my first time doing anything like this. Um, my wife was very excited. My daughter was super, you know, my daughter's four. She was super excited because the main character is based off of her. We base this off of our family. And um, she she got the very first copy out of the box. Um, that one's hers. And she loves it. She <laughs> she wants to take it to school and show everybody that she's in a book. And uh, she wants the purple dress that's on the front cover and, and all of that stuff. And I've had to read it to her a bunch of times already. But no, she, they 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 absolutely love it, and and I like it too because it's a good way to you know I guess for lack of a term immortalize her you know in, in a little book and absolutely. something that's nice to do. Absolutely, and I you said you've sent it out already to um, you know what was it forty people? That's super exciting! Yeah. Congratulations on all those early early purchases. Do you have any? I know you've had good feedback from friends and family. As far as fans and readers, do you have any particularly? favorite feedback that you've received thus far from early readers of the book? So 
Um, for a lot of people who could sports on here, they probably don't know this. So I have a very large social media following. Um, TikTok specifically is 1.2 million and uh, Instagram is 22,000. But but I'm going to brag and say it's verified, organically verified. <laughs> um, so some people we've done, I've done readings on lives with the book um, before I had it using the, the virtual copy. Uh, one of the great, and I can't take credit for this part. Um, one of the best feedback or some of the best feedback I've received on it is about the illustrations. People love the illustrations and I, I can't draw stick figures, so I cannot take credit at all, but the illustrator I think did an amazing job. So that's been, you know, been great feedback. Uh, but some of the feedback that I've gotten is kind of what I said earlier that, you know, even though it was for children that they got a lot out of it, you know, as an adult, a lot of, I've seen uh, several of my followers order it for themselves uh, for that reason. It's just kind of a, a reason to remind them of, you know, having healthy boundaries and making sure they continue to set them and stick by them. Right. Absolutely. So now that you have copies in hand and you're sending copies out to to readers, do you have any upcoming events, virtual or in person that you're planning that you're excited for? I'm working on it. So right now I technically have something scheduled on, I think the 12th at uh, the Hendersonville, Tennessee Library that's in, in Middle Tennessee, just north of Nashville. Uh, but I might have to reschedule that because unfortunately my daughter is having surgery the day before. Um, nothing major, but you know, minor uh, stuff. And so depending on how she is, I may have to reschedule that. But it's kind of tough with the holidays, but I am working uh, now that I have physical copies to get it into some of the local bookshops, to the libraries. I'm going to donate a copy to the local libraries, um, probably go down to East Nashville too and do the same thing. And then try to schedule some events for, you know, for that. But I think for the ones I'm going to donate to the library, I'm waiting till I get the hard hardbacks in, simply for the fact that I think that they will hold up a lot better. Right. Know? But hardbacks do tend to that. tend to stand up to smaller hands a little bit better, and also hardbacks are absolutely stunning. I love holding a a hardback book in my hand and being able to see the illustrations. I agree as well that the illustrations in your book are absolutely stunning. Um, you know, how did you work with the illustrator to come up with things that you and your family were happy with? And how did it feel when you were receiving those early versions of the illustrations for the book? So for the illustrator, um, I'm a big fan of the app or website Fiverr. I, I use it way too much for everything. And so this was no different. I actually tried to reach out to a couple illustrators for some books um, that my daughter loves that the, and I won't name names for the sake of, of that, but um, I reached out to one illustrator and she was like, well, you know, reach out to my agent, we'll get it scheduled, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, okay, great. Because that imagery is basically the the theme or the style that I was looking for. But then I never heard back from them. And that was a big problem. So I get on Fiverr and I find um, a few illustrators that I like. And I started reaching out to like, I think three of them. And, and this one and I started speaking. Um, she was actually based, I forget where, somewhere in Asia. But during the time she was working on this, she moved to like one of the, I can't remember which country, but one of the Nordic countries, mm-hmm. like fin- I, I want to say Finland. Um, and so even with English not being her first language, communication was a breeze. Her, illust- her prices were phenomenal, and I thought that they came back fairly quickly. But basically, there weren't the only change that I had. She captured exactly what I wanted. I described to her what I was looking for, gave her some examples, um, including some of her work. And she captured it beautifully. The only thing I asked for is if she could darken the hair of my daughter a little bit. Other than that, right. it was perfect. <laughs> like, that was that was it. Um, 
which I thought was pretty great first time out of the box. So uh, if we get to a point of doing a second book, I will absolutely be using her again. I I think the illustrations are stunning. And um, did you show your daughter the illustrations before she had the book in her hand or did you wait and show her in person? No, I showed her as soon as I got him back. And I said like, hey, this is, you know, you, what do you think? And she thought it was, she just giggled. She thought it was hilarious. I mean, you know, in a good, you know, little kids. Yeah. Um, she loved it. And so that was kind of the, the, you know, what we did. And what I'll say for anybody who is considering doing a children's book, one of the things that we did, if you have access, not to sound weird about it, but if you have access to a young child, um, take them to a bookstore, take them to Barnes and Nobles, take them to Target and see what they pick out, especially if they're not old enough to technically read the covers to see what it's about. And they're picking out based on images. That's what we did. And that's kind of the theme, you know, what jumps out at you. And that's kind of how we help pick it. I, I think that's so smart to do, especially because this is such a family-oriented story for you and such a family-oriented book and illustrations. I think it is such a good idea to have your daughter be involved very early on. And it's so exciting to hear that she loved it and has loved being a part of the process. That's absolutely a, a wonderful addition to your story. So you mentioned you know, possibly doing books in the future. Do you have plans for that? If this one is successful, which I hope and think it is, I I think that we could possibly make a series out of it. Uh, my followers have have given me several great suggestions, I think, and I will keep those a little close right now because you know ideas and all. But uh, I can tell you, I can tell you offline. But uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I, if if this one it goes well, then I, I think that we can definitely look at doing others. Do you have an idea as to how many you might do if you've got, you know, do you have several ideas or just one for the future or how is that looking? Well, I have, I'll say this, I have an ideas for at least three and then also a modification of this one. Um, that is exciting. The, I will, I will tell you, I will, I can say this. So um, somebody suggested this and I have a really good friend who um, I need to chat with about this, but uh, making a version of this for children who are adopted. Mm-hmm. So. I, that sounds like a super smart idea. Uh, absolutely. And um, it's exciting to hear that you have other books in the series. Will the other books in the series be um, kind of from your family experiences? Or are you t drawing on inspiration from fans and friends experiences? Uh, maybe a little bit of both. Um, so one of them in particular, um, how do I say this without giving up too much away? <laughs> We don't when want to I was spoil young, anything. Yeah, yeah. No, when I was younger, um, I I wish the character in the neck in one of the next books would have done what I intend to write this one to do. And I think that it's very good for young people. Um, this will be for children more in probably that 8 to 12, 13-ish, 14-ish range. Well, maybe not quite 14, but, you know, 8 to 12, sort of. Um and I wish that that the child in this book would I would have had a child, uh, you know, a friend like this. So uh, so maybe part of it is wishful thinking. Right. So in in writing this story and, you know, using it to to kind of help explain your situation, your family situation to your daughter has. Have you had other readers that have said this has helped me not only understand for myself, but also have you have other other readers that have said, I've used this to explain this to my children and explain this experience to my children. And furthermore, was your daughter receptive to, um, you know, hearing the story? Does she understand better now um, after seeing 
this story that's become of of the tale? Um, I don't know if she understands that much more. I, you know, she's she's asked questions about, you know, she's like, like, I've never even before I had the book in hand, I had to kind of explain it to her. And I used, you know, I used the book, what I wrote in the book to use to be the explanation. But, um, you know, she she said the other, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, like, you know, I've never met your mom. And I'm like, well, yeah. And and we kind of went through and we had the conversation that I have with her in the book. And she seems to understand it. And yeah, I've had people, you know, in, in the reviews that have been posted online have said that. And funny enough, I got great feedback on it last night in a TikTok live. And and oddly enough, somebody comes in who um, I forget exactly what she does, but she we're, we somehow got into the conversation about narcissistic parent. So basically, the vast majority of my channel has morphed into uh, true crime and current events and just a real quick set notice to how that happened because it, it's like how do you go from narcissistic toxic parents to true crime and current events that's a bit of a leap it can to be. Kind of get to that it can be but the way that we we got to that is um for people who might remember the gabby petito case mm -hmm. when the moab footage came out um i was not covering the case at the time but when the moab footage came out of that um her interaction with the police and her you know partner at the time, Brian Laundrie's interaction with the police. My wife sat me down. I was like, you need to watch this. And at the time I was covering, like I said, narcissistic content and Brian Laundrie, his mannerisms, the way he spoke, the way he gaslit was exactly, exactly to a T the way that my mom did it. Mm -hmm. It was like, there's just something in that approach. So I started covering it and then it morphed into true crime. Uh, but I was covering it, uh, talking about a little bit about that story because there's an update in that story. And narcissism and we got into a topic or uh, conversation of narcissistic and, and my personal experiences and a lot of people started asking questions but somebody came into the live saying well how you know i know you have young children how have you explained it and i'm like not having no clue that i wrote this book right and i and i had a copy sitting here on the desk with me and i held it up i was like funny you should ask <laughs> and plug right there and, and she immediately went in and ordered it but she does something with that she works with children i can't remember if she's a therapist or a counselor or mm -hmm. Um, you know, social worker, but she was like, I, I need this book. I need to order this. And I, and I went through and I read some passages from it, not passages, but some, you know what I mean? Right. Some, some of the book to them without giving too much away. And they're like, yeah, this is amazing. So that's been great feedback. That's been very well received and, and, and makes me happy to know that it's going to be, you know, help because this is, look, this is tough terrain to navigate, to navigate. Because previously speaking with generation, and I sorry, I know I'm talking too much, but with, oh, with previous, please. yeah, with Fine. previous generations, you were told that you had to respect family and deal with it no matter what. Right. You only have one mother, you only have one father. Well, they only have so many children, and you know our feelings matter too. And you know it's it's an unfortunate situation to be in, but you said yourself you're in it and i come across a lot of people who are in it and i don't know if if you felt this way when when you first went no contact uh, and people ask you about your parents you kind of feel a little like you know i have to kind of explain my situation right. as to why i'm no contact and that's how i felt too i'm much better about it now because at first i felt like i'm like the the rare person out there but apparently you and i we're not rare there's so many people, but, you know, it is rare to talk about it. And, you know, part of that too, and part of the goal of the book 
is to bring normalcy to it, to normalize this type of behavior, normalize cutting toxic people out of your life, even if they are your parents. Right. And I think that I think you're right. I think there is. And part of the reason why there is such a great market for this book is because there is a large number of people that are no contact with a family member. And it does often feel like it's a subject that isn't supposed to be shared or talked about. And I think absolutely. And I think that um, Boundaries does a good job of making that more acceptable to have that conversation. And I'm glad that you mentioned about, um, you know, your fan that purchased it last night, because we've talked about families and children and how useful it can be for them, but also for, for teachers, for counselors, therapists, this is an incredibly useful book um, and an incredibly unique story that can reach out to more people than we probably can even guess. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I've had people too, like even um, one of the therapist, in fact, uh, the therapist who was the, um, I guess, recommendation on the back of the book, um, she read it to her, I think, 12 or 13 year old, which is, you know, past the age book. And she's like, yeah, even she got something out of it. You right. Know? Uh, so, you know, that that's what makes you feel good. Because I think it was unfortunate. It's an unfortunate thing. Um that it resonates with so many people, but I think that it, it does help them understand that one, it's, it's not their fault that these are the behaviors of these people that aren't necessarily willing to change. And, you know, this is how you have to handle it. And for anybody listening, you know, I want them to know that, and I'm sure you can attest to this too, going no contact is not something that we just arbitrarily do. It's not something like one day's like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of their, I'm tired of what they do. I'm going no contact. It is years of tr- putting up with with abuse, verbal, emotional, sometimes physical. Mm-hmm. It is years of pleading with these people to to change, to respect boundaries. And it finally gets to a point for me, it was it was having a child and the way that she, her, you know, her, she handled me telling her, my mom, that we were having a kid, which there was um, basically a lack of response more than anything. Her saying, I don't know what you want me to say. Basically, is what she's not even basically. That's what she said when we told her. Um, and I just refused. That was the catalyst for me. Is like mm-hmm. the final straw. Like I'm not going to subject my 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 daughter or my child to this type of behavior. I'm just not. She deserves right. better. I I think absolutely. And um, for for all of us out there that are children of family members that we are no longer in contact with, I think we all deserve better. And I think that boundaries is the right step to opening up that conversation and making it more acceptable to have this discussion and creating really a community of people that can support each other when there is a no contact situation. So thank you so much for, for joining us here today on our podcast and, you know, boundaries is available now as of last week, it is available now on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, through our JCP website, and through um, your TikTok shop and, and through your own social media. So anybody that is interested in getting their hands on the book, please visit us, uh, visit Justin and um, purchase as many copies as you'd like for your friends and family. So absolutely. And if you want to purchase it through directly through my website, which goes to Shopify, go to Justin on TikTok.com. And anybody who purchases directly from me will get a signed copy. That is wonderful. I will make sure and include that in our description. And um, like I said, Justin, thank you so much. It was wonderful to have you here on Bookmarked. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, Draco. And thank you, Justin.
I mean, that was such um, a heart-to-heart interview and, you know, sharing the personal background to um, basically what inspired you to write the book. And this book really does seem to fill a void that there isn't anything out there like this. And, you know, as time has, has changed and family units have grown, this has become an issue. Sometimes you have to set boundaries in your family units. Um, you have to look at family gatherings. You have to set boundaries for family gatherings. And sometimes the children get caught in the middle. And this book is not just for children. It's great for therapists. It would be great for adults to read and understand. I mean, it resonates with so many different people on so many different levels. And the feedback has been outstanding. And this book, just released, became a bestseller. That should tell you the quality of this book. And so we really look forward, Justin, to um, seeing what your future holes in your writing career. We look forward to being able to publish your next book. And Jan Care Publishing is, is thrilled and honored to publish this book for you. And these the suggestions that um, you have received, we'd like to hear those suggestions to see how we can work with you on those suggestions. But this book, without a doubt, it addresses um, a conversation that needs to be in families. And it, it opens the door for communication, actually, um, to be able to send this even to a family member that maybe you have no contact with. Maybe they would appreciate reading the book as well. But sharing your personal background and what inspired you to write this book it was just, it was heartwarming. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for taking the time to do the interview with us. And for all you listeners out there, um, if you would like to have a signed copy of the book, which makes it very special, makes it very special any time of the year, but particularly during the holiday season, his website, Justin Shepard's website is Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N on TikTok.com, Justin on TikTok.com. Very simple. So we appreciate you listening this week's podcast. We were excited to bring this to our listeners. So please um, follow us and leave us feedback. And on the book blog, you know, send us your questions. Maybe we can address some of your concerns or questions about publishing. Or if you have an author that you would like us to do an interview with, you know, let us know. We want to hear from you. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. 